Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hey there, I am so glad you chose to listen to today's episode. Here with me is my dear friend and author, Christine Tramp. She is a former guest on the show a while back and shared about her health journey on losing over 100 pounds. So if you haven't heard her story yet, go back to, I believe it's season two. We're in season five with the episode two right now, but season two, episode 10, and you'll hear all about her inspiring God adventure healing journey that he took her on. It is so amazing. So I am so proud of my Christine and everything God has been doing in her life. She has been featured in so many published magazines, including Women's World, Women First, and Reader's Digest. She is not only a weight loss warrior, but my personal encourager and an amazing author of her book, newly released, called Seeking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke. It's a 25-day advent that we get to talk about today. Yes, we get to talk about Christmas, and she is going to share about why joy was so challenging to her, and if you told her she'd write a book on it, she'd laugh in your face. And she refers herself to a former casual Christian, which we get to chat more about. I'm so interested in that. And but first, Christine, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. I am overjoyed, of course, to be here with you today on (laughs) She Speaks Life. Yeah, I love having you. Of course, it's so much fun when you have your close buddies on here. But um, Mm -hmm. I have to say, I just got an email that says uh, Halloween today. It was on Halloween, but Halloween today, Christmas tomorrow. So I'm laughing because we like completely skip over Thanksgiving. Am I right? (laughs) I know, I know. It, it for this year for me in particular, I'm like I'm telling God, I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful, and I'm not going to forget Thanksgiving, but I'm in full mode of sharing the good news of great joy uh, through this yeah. Christmas devotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, of course. This is like your baby <laughs> that you just gave birth. So Right. Um, exactly. Yeah, okay. So let's just dive right in. I want to hear, you know, when we hear about joy, you know, and somebody writes a book about joy, we're thinking, oh, well, good for her. She's got joy. But you, in your case, this was a challenging uh, thing for you. So I'd love for you to just tell us what were the challenges of joy and, you know, where this concept really stemmed from to write the book. All right. Well, I guess I'll give a little background history. Not too much, because as you mentioned, people can go back and listen to our former episode together. But I came to a turning point in my life. And at that time, I realized that I had no understanding of the true concept of joy, of the true meaning of joy. 
-hmm. You introduced me as a former casual Christian, and I was raised in the church. And I took my kids to church mostly, you know, just to get the checklist items done so that my parents wouldn't be disappointed and my grandparents at the time wouldn't be disappointed. And I never had that deep and abiding relationship with Jesus to gain a true understanding of joy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most of my friends would probably tell you that I was a happy person, but deep down inside, I was filling up and trying to satisfy myself with all the wrong things, you know, through a food addiction, um, through materialism, just trying to keep up with the world. And yet at the same time, feeling isolated and lonely and rejected. And like, I didn't belong anywhere because of the struggles that were in my heart that I didn't really share with a lot of people at the time of how, you know, truly sad I was. And there's a huge difference I discovered in happiness, wearing a mask of happiness, and then finding true joy in a relationship with Jesus. And fortunately, he brought me around to that after many years, many, 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 many decades of living as a casual Christian, I finally Mm -hmm. had to cry out to him in my chronic health issues. And I, I had tried everything for 30 years in my own power to release and reverse my obesity and all the other chronic health issues that were mounting. And he, he heard my cry. And just like Psalm 40 says, he lifted me up out of a pit. And then Psalm 40 ends with David just singing God's praises. And it talks about Mm. joy and rejoicing at the end of Psalm 40. And that is, I I love that Psalm. It's, It's truly what happened to me. And it gave me a newfound freedom and the experience of true and lasting joy. Yeah, that's so good. I know. With my own experience, I really had to uh, learn that joy is not based on your circumstances. Um, thank you, Jesus, right? <laughs> Amen. Life, life is full of valleys and not just the, the highs, but the lows. And to experience that joy and then just have everything around you just seem chaotic or, you know, just messy it's so supernatural. It's just, you can really feel, gosh, this is a heavenly fruit, you know? And I've experienced it myself firsthand over the years of our struggles with financial hardship and other things in life that had, you know, produced that. Joy is definitely not dependent on what's going on in your life. And it's, the joy we have in Christ. So you started mm-hmm. out writing about Luke and mm-hmm. then came the concept God was giving you this desire to write it into a book, into an Advent devotional. Mm-hmm. So if you can just take us through that little part of the journey <laughs> as you're writing the book, that'd be awesome. Okay. This is kind of a crazy story. And like you said, knowing joy is available or is in our hearts through the good times and the bad, you know, the happy, I call it the happy and the hard because I have recently been through some really difficult family um, hardships and trials. And once I met my weight loss goals, at first I was like on top of the world and I was sharing with everybody and like joy was just overflowing. And then Uh, my world came crashing around me with some health issues and a diagnosis that my son had of a traumatic brain injury from a car accident. And we just didn't know what was going on. And so 
we're still dealing with that. It's a very difficult situation. But the one thing I learned through that is that the joy was deep down in my heart. It was down, you know, that, that song, um, I've got the joy, yeah. joy, joy, yeah. joy. <laughs> I remember that from when we were kids. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had very warm memories of Christmas. My parents always made it very special for us. And I tried to do the same for my children. But as my chronic health issues started mounting, I really felt like Christmas became a, started to become a chore. And it felt very overwhelming to me um, because I was chronically exhausted. You know, being 100 pounds overweight left me exhausted and in a, in a foul mood. My kids used to call me Krabby Patty, like in, in all oh. their fondness. They used to call me Krabby Patty, but I was very right. prone to crabbiness and, and had a very short temper. Uh, so the years that I was raising my kids were the years that I went through all these chronic health issues. Uh, but it was in recent years that once I went through this health and healing journey, that the Lord very early in my health and healing journey, praise God, the Lord finally, finally prompted in my heart the super importance of being in his word every day, because I had never done that in the past. So he started waking me up extra early in the morning. And that is like my favorite time of the day. I call it my Bible and beans time, which is what I yeah. named my blog after. So I started getting in the word every day and everything mm -hmm. just started changing dramatically. Not only did I lose the weight that I had failed to lose for over 30 years because I tried to do it in my own power, but then I started remembering my fond memories of Christmas and I wanted to bring that back. I wanted to I wanted to refocus Christmas, not on presents, like how I used to try to always make sure my kids got the presents that they wanted and, and focusing on right. all the wrong things at the time. But I started to shift my focus and on his presence in Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go back and, and make things right for my family and shift the way we thought about Christmas. So I began blogging through the Gospel of Luke beginning in 2018. And I would just share on my blog like little memes and daily snippets, like a takeaway from each chapter. So the reason I picked Luke is because there's 24 chapters in Luke, and I like to count down the days before Christmas. So starting on December that. 1, yeah, I read Luke 1 and then would blog a little bit, and then on December 2, read Luke 2, etc. So last year, I looked around the world, and I'm sure all of your listeners and you can identify with this too, but there was so much weariness and frustration and overwhelm uh, with our very unusual Christmas that we were facing last year. And the lyrics to Oh Holy Night, the weary world rejoices, kept playing over and over in my mind. Now that's my favorite Christmas song, but it was just like obsessively playing over and over in yeah, my mind. Yeah, it was stuck on repeat. Wait, yeah, it was stuck on repeat. And I would wake up thinking the weary world rejoices. And I would be like, yes, Lord, I am so weary. And I would pray for yeah. relief from that. And then he, sh he reminded me of this joy that he put deep down in my heart. And he prompted me to share that joy. I mean, I feel like I, I always share joy, but he he prompted me to write, 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 write some more, like expand your, expand your blog post. It's not just going to be daily little memes and snippets. I want you to write like a full chapter. And so I began doing that on December 1st last year. And I thought there is no way I can write like 1200 words a day and post them every day and keep up with this. But somehow mm -hmm. he supernaturally gave me the ability to do that. Mm. And so we got through that that Christmas season and about halfway through 
I had an idea that he was going to bless me with making it into a book. And sure enough, in January, I reached out to a publisher and they accepted it. And now this book has been birthed into the world. And -hmm. when you have unspeakable joy, like what I experienced uh, through this healing journey and just through, you know, developing a much deeper relationship with him, we say it's unspeakable joy, but have to speak about it. I can't, I can't keep quiet about it. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love your obedience and you saying Mm. yes to this. I have to read uh, what you wrote in your introduction because it was so good. I'm like, ooh, highlight. There's only one it, in quotes, gift that never fades, breaks, or doesn't fit properly or go out of fashion. And then dot, dot, dot. God's word. It's in the word that you will discover the gift who brings life, hope, and joy. That gift is Jesus. And isn't that true? Because how many of us get so tied up in getting the it gift, you know, and obsessing over it and hunting it down. And then even this year, they're saying, you better get your gifts early because... They're going to be sold out, you know? And so we can get so tied up in the materialism of Christmas. And I think that is a joy sucker. I mean, really, it doesn't make you uh, a joy seeker. Um, (laughs) It sucks your joy. And so uh, I've been there. I'm speaking of experience. So I really love that you just kind of went put it in perspective here, you know, and keep Mm -hmm. the focus on, you know, Jesus is the true gift that will never fade. Like we open presents Christmas morning and then we always have this letdown. I mean, I do. I just like you come down because there was just Mm -hmm. this anticipation, tons of preparation and then boom, it's over. You're coming down. You got the gifts and it does, it fades away. And those things will be out of fashion next year. So I love that you bring it back into perspective that, you know, the word and Jesus, it never fades. It never goes out of fashion. And he's the mm-hmm. one that brings that everlasting. It doesn't go away of life, hope, and joy. And just right there, I mean, that just will uplift your mood. And um, I just really love how you take us through the different accounts of joy. And it's just woven throughout Luke. I mean, I just mm-hmm. probably, when I, when I read Luke, I'm not pulling the different aspects of joy out of each chapter. And you did that so well. And then you have these reflection questions at the end and, um, you know, what are some joy challenges? I mean, you just have us all ponder and really reflect and ask ourselves about what's the true meaning of this whole story of Jesus' birth and his Mm -hmm. ministry here on earth. So um, I just loved it. What is speaking the the contents of the book, what is your favorite chapter? Or if you have a couple, what, what are your favorites? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so first of all, you mentioned ponderings. And at the end of each chapter, I do leave some pondering questions. And I took that from Luke chapter 219, where ladies, I want you to just like Mary did, 
I want you to just like press pause on your day and spend some time in God's word. And like Mary, she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. So that was mm. the premise of the pondering questions. I want us all to like press pause and ponder mm-hmm. and do that every day. And the book is constructed so that you you could spend like 15 to 20 minutes doing your devotional. First, you read the chapter in Luke and then you read the devotional or you can sit and linger in it for an hour if you have the time. So I encourage everybody to start their day out with that because I feel like that really sets the tone of, for me, it sets my joy tone for the day. And I do have quite a few favorite chapters. Of course, I love the gospel of Luke and I have fallen in love with Dr. Luke's orderly account of what he's written about Jesus's birth ministry and his death on the cross. But I think it's significant for women to, as we're heading into the Christmas season, to really take a look into into what's going on inside of the home of Martha and Mary, which we find in chapter 10. And for those of you that are not familiar with the story, in Luke chapter 10, Jesus is going into the home of Martha and Mary. They are sisters. And Martha, 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 who I can recall which sister is which because Martha is the busy homemaker like Martha Stewart. So that's a, that's how I yeah. remember it. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> you guys. Good. but So we've got Martha, Martha, Martha running around you know, just frantically making all the preparations for this meal. She's having a very special guest. And Mm -hmm. it says in the scripture in Luke 10 that she is very distracted. And then she's looking at Mary, her sister, who I consider Mary like the little sister, because she's just not, you know, she's not doing what her big sister wants her to do. I have no idea which one was older, but this is, this is how the story plays out in my mind, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what you imagine. Yes, it's what I imagine. So Martha, Martha is, you know, she's distracted and she's frustrated that Mary's not helping her. And then we see Mary, what she's doing, something totally not expected in that time period is for a woman to be sitting at the feet of a teacher. And so Mm -hmm. we have Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, just spending time at his feet and soaking in what he's talking about. And Mary goes to, or Martha goes to Jesus and, and makes her complaints. And rightly so, I've learned that that is the place that we need to go to take our complaints. Um, I've learned that through my journey too, and that Jesus wants to hear from us. He knows our hearts. He wants us to, mm-hmm. he wants us to recognize, you know, the things that we're feeling and, and switch mm-hmm to the truth that we can trust him with everything, with everything that we're going through. So Martha has done that. She's taken her complaints to Jesus and, and he doesn't reprimand her, rebuke her. He just tries to redirect what she's going through. And he's saying, you know, Martha, you're very distracted about many things, but here Mm -hmm. over here, we have Mary sitting at my feet and Mary today is choosing what is better. Mm -hmm. And so that reminds me on a daily basis, ladies, that we we have to spend that time sitting at Jesus's feet so that our day doesn't get disrupted with distractions and overwhelm. And then we fly off emotionally like I used to do when mm-hmm. I was not in the word every day. I was very, like I mentioned, short tempered and I would fly off the handle and uh, mm-hmm. my joy was not intact. You know, my joy was very superficial and based on my circumstances, if I was having a good day, I might have appeared more joyful. If I was having a bad day, 
then you better watch out because there was no joy there to be had. So (laughs) I love, like Jesus said, Mary chose what is best. And so it's so important. And I want to encourage Mm -hmm. listeners today, if you are not in the word every day, I want to promise you that that will definitely change your life. And it started out for me first as a discipline, but very, very quickly, it became my daily delight. And so that Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest purposes of the book that I wrote last year when I was blogging about it and posting these chapters, I had a lot of women join me and share that they weren't regularly in the word and that this really helped like having the structure, knowing that they were going to do something and commit to it for 24 days. And I like to say in my health coaching, like you can do anything for 21 days. Uh, because it takes mm-hmm. 21 days to start forming new habits. So now I say, well, you can do anything for 24 days because there's 24 <laughs> chapters in Luke. But it just really, it was so enjoyable watching the discipline turn into delight and ha- hearing women testify that, wow, my days are better. I feel more joyful when I spend time in God's word every day and I make that a priority. And so mm-hmm. I, I like to, Jesus didn't say Mary's doing what is better but my saying is choose joy. And so for me, joy is like my favorite spiritual gift that God gave me through this healing journey. Of course, I I love them all, but joy is like my jam and I love to share it everywhere I go. So, So let's be like Mary and this Christmas season, instead of being overwhelmed and distracted and trying to do all the things, think mm-hmm. back to last Christmas when we had such a simpler Christmas. I loved mm-hmm. the simplicity of Christmas 2020 and maybe yeah. we can try to recapture that and put our priorities and and remember what is important during this season and why we celebrate Advent. Advent to me is I didn't grow up lighting Advent candles in my non-denominational church, but Advent to me is more like a a breathless anticipation and an expectation mm-hmm. and the thing I look forward to the most is expecting Christ to return. And mm-hmm. that will be the ultimate joy. So yeah, yeah, it's so those are good. things to think of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when I hear the Mary and Martha, I laugh because I'm instantly the doer. I'm Martha, <laughs> you know. I mean, I know to be a Mary, but I think my knee jerk reaction is to go and do what needs to be done. And because mm-hmm. even in my head, when I'm reading that story, I'm going. Well, if there wasn't Martha, who would be making the dinner or who would be making exactly. the meal? <laughs> exactly. Right. So I got to go stop that, Jamie. Don't do that. You know, don't go there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. get into like why Jesus was speaking about the story. And I totally get it. But yes, I'm definitely more of the doer and I have to intentionally tell myself, okay, you know, slow it down, stop, really sit and I got this reminder of what David did, even when he was, you know, in his sorrow and his sadness, he's been hurt and he still praised God. And, you know, there was chapters where obviously he complained and was crying out to the Lord, but that there's also verses where I'll still praise you, God. I still know that you are with me. I will still... Um, have joy. And if we are constantly speaking that out and going to him mm-hmm. and going to his word, even when we don't feel like it, that's where mm-hmm. I want to get us at is like, 
we may not feel like it. Our feelings may feel, I don't want to read my, I don't want to have my quiet time. I just, you know, want to sit. I'm depressed. I'm sad, you know, and, but when we just, you know, God meets us right where we're at. And if we mm-hmm. just cry out and just give it all to the Lord, like you're saying, just lay it right down on his feet. He can handle it. Yes. Everything we got going on, whether, you know, you're angry at him, whether you're, you're sad at your circumstance, whatever it is, he is there with like loving arms that just wants to comfort you and just go, I understand. He grieves with you. He's sad with you. He wants to get you through it. There's going to be a growth lesson once you get to the other side there. And you may not know it now, but eventually you will look back and go, wow, I grew through that season. So I wanted to encourage you that, you know, not every time those feelings are matching up with what we should do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. It is so, so true. Like, especially right now with this family trial that we're in, we're still in a season of waiting. Like we have no idea what is going to be the end result of this season. And we won't know for quite some time yet. And so uh, another Psalm of David that I love is Psalm 27. That's like our family Psalm. It's, it is going, David is going through, you know, every, whom shall I fear? And Mm -hmm. it, it gives me great encouragement. My whole entire Bible, I'm running out of room to make notes in the margin on Psalm 27. I like to write in my Bible, but the last verse is verse 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. So no matter Mm -hmm. what season uh, you're going through ladies, um, I, there's many days that I feel like you mentioned, Jamie, like just sad and sorrowful. Like, how is this going to turn out, Lord? I don't understand why you're mm-hmm. taking us through this. But I do have to say that every morning I wake up with those those thoughts and those questions. He gives me something, some nugget in his yeah. word to hang on to. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a fresh joy every day just being in his word, even when we're in like the Psalms that are more lamenting, um, it just makes me feel comforted to know that that he understands. And through mm-hmm. the Gospel of Luke, that's one of my favorite things about the Gospel of Luke is that we get to know Jesus as fully God and yet fully man. Like he's so relatable to us. He grew mm-hmm. physically. He gained knowledge and wisdom. And, you know, he grew spiritually to, of course, you know, our Savior. But I just love how he's so relatable. And Luke lays that out so well through his gospel. And that's why it's one of my favorite books to go through of all times. And I'm going through it again right now in order to prepare myself. I'm actually studying um, through Erica Wiggenhorn's Unexplainable Jesus right now, too. And I love her insight. And it's really fun when we have the same insight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she got that, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She was on the podcast not too long ago. So oh, yeah, she's, I love her. her too. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely, you know, when the scripture verse, there's, you know, sorrow at night or, you know, there's joy in the morning. The joy comes in the morning. Yes. Yes. And it's, you know, I think in our minds, we're thinking, okay, if I go to sleep, I'll wake up and there'll be joy. But it's not necessarily the 24-hour timeline, our earthly timeline, but the joy does come. And and I think that there's seasons where he's telling us, you know, take that time to grieve, be sad, you know, but mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. he doesn't want us to stay stuck there. And he wants to lift our heads up and have mm-hmm. us feel the joy, get the joy back in our souls again. Yeah, ladies, uh, for those of you that 
aren't in the word every day, I challenge you through this devotional to join me. You know, you can do anything for 24 days and just watch how on this joy seeking adventure, how you'll be able to spot joy in the places that you would least expect it, even like Christ on Calvary. Uh, There are some joyful moments in there and I won't give away any spoilers, but they are in there. And for women that are in the word every day, just like me, I love going through this gospel every Christmas. It just really helps set my heart and prioritize, you know, what truly is important at Christmas time. So I invite, uh, you know, seasoned Bible readers to join this journey too. It just, like I said, it just being in his word every day has just give has completely changed my life, has completely changed my heart and when we talk about transformation stories and testimonies, mm-hmm. for me at all, you know, like I had a physical healing and I had an emotional healing and spiritual healing. And it really just all comes down to like a major heart transformation. And mm-hmm. my heart is full with full of joy. And you can find that it, by being in God's word and getting to know him mm-hmm. uh, deeply, you know, through his word, through prayer, through worship. I love to worship through music too. And so I just really encourage mm-hmm. everybody to let's prepare our hearts for Christmas and what knowing that Jesus is the reason for the season. And I do, my book is available now. It's been birthed into the world. It's been released Mm -hmm. and it's available on Amazon and I am signing and shipping a limited number of copies myself. And you can find my book at christinetrimp.com and again on Amazon. And um, also I have some bonus chapters available. I think you'll put the links in the show notes if you want to get a flavor for if you want to get a flavor mm-hmm. for the style of the devotional. And I would love to share these two bonus chapters with you. These are extra chapters that didn't make it into the book because you can you can find joy in a in a lot of different lessons that de- Jesus teaches us through the Gospel of Luke. And so some of them I had to cut because <laughs> I had too much material for a chapter. So yeah. got rather lengthy. So it was fun. It was fun um, writing through this journey. Um, So come on this joy-seeking adventure with me and let's uh, see what Christmas has in store for us this year. That's awesome. Well, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I have my copy and I can't wait to do it with you this Christmas. I think it's going to be amazing. I know I didn't have it last Christmas. It was awesome just to slow down and keep focus, you know, on... Uh, the true importance, but I am so mm-hmm. looking forward to using yours and going through yeah, it with thank you. you and your community. And I just thank you uh, for coming on here and sharing with us about your story on joy. And congratulations with your new book. I know it's going to go to every hand that needs to hear this message. So praise God. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Jamie, today and to share this good news of great joy. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth She Speaks Life. That's J A Y M E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, 
I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.